You're listening to Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. You're listening to Dr. Chris here, and today I'm going to be talking to you about diabetes. I'm going to be giving you the diabetes plan to help you reverse that diabetes, help you get off of those medications, because so oftentimes I have people come into my office, they start talking to me about all these issues they're having, they'll list three, four, five different issues they're having, and I'll say, hey, is there anything else? And then they'll be like, oh yeah, I guess I do have diabetes, but not a big issue, it's under control. And I say, well, what do you mean it's under control? Well, I'm taking medications for it. You know, I'm taking insulin, I'm taking this metformin, and it's, you know, it's my numbers are doing really good. Well, I say, well, what happened if you got off of those medications? And they say, well, I, I guess, I mean, my numbers would go back up and my diabetes would flare up. Well, that's not under control, right? Under control means that these things are not coming back into your life. Those are meaning that you don't have to be on medications for that issue anymore. So we're in this false sense sometimes that, hey, because we're on this medication, my it's keeping my blood sugar levels down. Hey, everything's fine. I'm going to be fine. This diabetes is never going to create any more issues for me. When nothing is further from the truth, because when you're on those diabetes medications, all the research shows that those medications, those insulin medications, those different inhibitors and things that that they're on for these diabetes issues cause heart disease, cause cancer, cause all other different symptoms, digestive issues, sleeping problems, energy levels, you name it. And sometimes we notice those things right off the bat when someone's taking those medications, but sometimes those things don't show up for months or years later. And then eventually those medications stop working because then your body becomes resilient to those things. And then we start to take other medications and maybe they work or maybe they don't. Then we have other side effects and see that the, the slippery slope just keeps going on and on. So don't fool yourself by thinking just because you're on a medication for this diabetes that things are under control and that life's going to be okay. We've got to come up with a better plan. And so I want to teach you that better plan today, help you understand that because you know the plan that I'm going to go over with you the diet, the diabetic diet plan is really going to transform your life if you're not following these principles. Now, there are certain instances where, you know, you might have a certain type of diabetes, like a type one versus type two or a type one. That's not going to be so much diet based. It's going to be more about what's going on structurally in your organs and how your body is able to produce, um, insulin or not. And so that's another issue, but I've even had people diagnosed with diabetes type one, that have been able to get off of their medications and their diabetes diagnosis gone away just through different principles that we teach in our office and how we start to help you apply the five foundations. But regardless, you need to be working with a doctor to help you get off of these medications, um, to help you reduce off of those things as well. But again, I've had several patients that have just gone against my advice of using doctors like doc i'm just gonna do it on my own like hey i can't stop you from doing that and they just get off of their medications as they're following this diet plan too so you know it's pretty amazing i've had geez at this point now probably hundreds of patients able to get off of their medications for diabetes just from following these lifestyle um hacks so 
Here's the thing. One person I think of specifically, um, her name was Susan. And when Susan came in, she was on diabetes medication. She had been on them for years. I want to say it was like 10 or 15 years. She was overweight. She was having all these circulation problems still. Um, she was having all kinds of back pain and headaches. And we started to apply these principles into her, started to give hold her hand through this process and started to help teach her what she could do and how to change that lifestyle, what she was putting in her body. And within 30 days, she was off of her diabetes medications. I mean, her blood sugar had been spiking up to like 150. It was down to like in the, the 80s and 90s. I mean, it was just what she was, her body was intended to do, but it was just because she didn't know what to do. And then when that happened, well, not only did she get off of her medications, but she was able to start to get back to doing things she enjoyed in her life, you know, because she didn't have the circulation issues and the neuropathy stuff going on. She was able to get back to playing tennis again. She was enjoying playing with her grandkids and being more active with them. She was able to lose a bunch of weight, which obviously gave her all kinds of confidence in her life. But these things transform your lives. When you start to really make it a priority to get dialed in to whatever change you're going to make in your life, whether it is nutrition, whether it is an aspect of your finances, whether it's an aspect of your relationships, when you really get dialed in and focus and, and almost become obsessed in a healthy way about that thing you want to change, great things can happen. And that's what I want for you. So I'm going to be teaching these things today so that you can have great stories and you can come back and share them with us as well because that's what it's all about. So you know, if you have diabetes, you probably know just how important your diet can be when it comes to controlling symptoms. Whether you choose to do anything about that or not is up to you. You might not be doing that. You know, I have patients that say, well, I know I'm supposed to be eating better. I'm not supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z, but yeah, you know what, doc? I just, you know, I just am too busy. You know, it's just too complicated or I just don't know what to do. So this is key because this is key when it comes to controlling symptoms. But most importantly, I don't like to think of it as controlling symptoms because here's the deal. If you're diagnosed with like a type two diabetes, it's not about controlling symptoms. It's about getting your body well and healthy so that you don't even have that diagnosis anymore. Because see, all this diabetes is, is, is a collection of symptoms, and then they give you a diagnosis. So when those symptoms are gone, it's not that, hey, hey, well, my symptoms are controlled. No, it's that you've overcome that disease. But when you just control symptoms with a medication, well, then, yeah, it's just going to come on back because you didn't change anything. However, you know, a healthy diabetic diet goes way beyond just cutting some carbs and slashing sugar. You know, in fact, filling your plate with the right foods and switching up your daily routine can also have a huge impact on managing your blood sugar levels. So I really want to get into this because wondering for yourself, okay, what, what should I eat as a diabetic? Or maybe you're just curious about what a diabetic diet actually looks like, then you need to make sure you listen up because every time you step into that kitchen or every time you go to order that food, you've got to be understanding these principles. And if you do, you can still go out and eat at a restaurant or, or go out to a family gathering, but you're just going to be more educated and be able to make the right choices. So let's dive into really what a diabetic diet is. So when you eat carbohydrates, your body produces enzymes that break them down into smaller sugar molecules. So then this sugar molecules, they're going to get transported by a hormone called insulin, which is made from your pancreas. And it's going to take that sugar um, out of the bloodstream and into the cells where they can be used as a source of energy. 
Now, diabetes, as you probably know if you have diabetes, is a condition that impairs your body's ability to process nutrients properly. Now, don't get this confused because sugar is not a nutrient. It's actually an anti-nutrient. So what happens is when your body can't basically digest and absorb and all these things properly, it's going to result in an abnormal level of glucose or sugar in the blood because your body can only absorb so much sugar at once. It's only really a couple of teaspoons at any one time. And then when these cells don't work in the way it's supposed to, then that leads towards a spike in blood sugar or a crash in our blood sugar levels as well. So diabetes is often treated with medications, right, that are going to reduce the blood sugar levels and then help your body use insulin more effectively. However, switching up your meal plan and following a basic diabetic diet is also absolutely essential for keeping your blood sugar levels steady and can actually be used in very many cases in lieu of taking a medication. So you don't, a lot of times you don't even have to be on the medication in the first place. But guess what? It's an easier short-term solution. So people go to the medication. But what are the more harmful long-term problems? That's what we want to look at. So the best diet for diabetes should include a mix of nutrient-rich foods, low-carb ingredients, including non-starchy veggies, protein foods, uh, heart-healthy fats as well. Uh, other fiber-rich foods are really important too in moderation um, to help just absorb extra sugar that we might be having and other things in our body that occur naturally. But hey, we want to have a moderate amount of carbs if you're going to have even any. In the beginning, I really recommend that you really try to cut down on the carbs, the whole grains, um, the legumes. Nuts and seeds can be in moderation for sure and be all part of that pre-diabetic, diabetic diet. Now, following a diabetic diet not only helps reduce blood sugar levels, but it can also help improve just your overall health, and it really can help you prevent a lot of other side effects associated with diabetes. Plus, it also protects against a lot of chronic conditions uh, while boosting your heart health, which is a really big struggle for people with diabetes. And just, hey, it's going to keep that waistline in check too, which is always a good thing. So here's the deal. We talk about that, but you you can be a diabetic and be skinny as a rail, or you could be 200 pounds overweight and be diabetic, or not be diabetic and be 200 pounds overweight. So you got to understand that this is not just a, a disease that discriminates against your weight. I mean, sure, people that are usually more overweight usually have more risk for diabetes, but that's not always the case. So when we look at following a diabetic plan to lose weight or manage your blood sugar, it doesn't have to be difficult. In fact, incorporating just a few basic principles and a few foods and cutting out a few sugary snacks and sodas can enhance your insulin sensitivity in a huge way. In fact, there was this story of, of this family friend I had, Jesus, this is probably 10 years ago, and we were sitting around in a cabin talking, and he was talking about how you know he had gained you know 50 pounds, he was just feeling lethargic, and he was, doctor said he was pre-diabetic, and he was really concerned about, because about everything because he just wasn't feeling good too and he just mentioned how he drinks a lot of soda and I asked him how many he drank and I think he had like maybe one a day um, it might have been two sometimes and I was like hey if you do nothing else just cut out the soda and see what happens and I didn't see him for probably six months after that and then we were at a family function I ran into him again and I was like hey Ken what's going on like you look amazing. You look like you've lost a ton of weight. And he's like, yeah, man, I just want to thank you. He's like, I took your advice. The only thing I did was just cut out soda. And in about two months, I lost 30 pounds 
awesome. No longer pre-diabetic, feeling better, more energy level, uh, just joints weren't hurting like they were before. It was just from simple things. So in a lot of cases, you don't have to make huge changes, but you do need to make some changes. So what are some foods you should eat on a, a diabetic plan? So one of the things you want to do is you want to choose some important foods. Like you want to make sure you're putting lots of leafy greens, broccoli, cauliflower. These are all things that have great um, sources of fiber too. Um, you can even do some carrots in moderation, tomatoes, bell peppers, uh, celery, Brussels sprouts, all great sources. And um, we're talking about meats. You want to make sure you're eating the grass-fed meats. Uh, poultry, you want to make sure that they're free-range chickens. You want to make sure that they're free-range eggs. Remember, this nutrient-dense foods are going to come from things that are fed on the natural land and, and the grasses and the minerals that come from those things. And um, we also want to look at seafood. Now, this can be good, but seafood, again, in moderation. We don't want to be eating uh, you know, things like tuna every single day because those things can build up potential toxins like heavy metals in our bodies. So wild-caught salmon's great. Sardines are awesome. Mackerel, like I said, tuna in, in moderation. Even anchovies. Now, I'm not an anchovy fan, my friend, but I love some wild-caught salmon. So you can't go wrong, especially living in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we talked about eggs. Eggs are a good source of fat. Now, healthy fats are really key because this is what's going to even help transport things through your cell, help your cells work better so they can actually process those sugars easier as well. So we talk about coconut oil are great, avocado, olive oil. I really like even MCT oil is great. Even SCT oil is really cool as well for this. And then grass-fed butter um, can't go wrong with those things. Now, when we look at beverages, um, you definitely want to get lots of water intake in. Um, unsweetened coffee and teas go a really long ways as well. Now, there are also some foods you can enjoy in moderation um, that can fit within your you know, carb allotment. And there are a few examples. So some of these things are, are raw nuts. So like almonds, pistachios, walnuts, macadamia nuts, all great sources. Um, we look at things like chia seeds. Uh, those are great. If you've ever made chia seed pudding, it's amazing. I love it. Flax seeds, even hemp seeds. Um, when we look at fruits, now you can have some fruit on uh, a diabetic diet, but you really want to use these sparingly. And you want to make sure you really limit it to low glycemic fruits as well. If you're going to do this, you're going to want to do this earlier on in the day or maybe even around a workout so your body is going to burn up a lot of that sugar. These are going to include things like Granny Smith apples, strawberries, uh, blueberries, raspberries, any kind of berry is great. Even citrus fruits I like a lot of. And then you want to stay away from the more sugar-dense fruits like maybe bananas or pears. And then you can have some dairy. That's okay, but you want to make sure that you're trying to get raw sources of that dairy. So just be aware of that as well. You don't want to just say go out and just eat all the cheese in the world. Um, you, again, want to make sure that's um, pasteurized if at all possible and it doesn't have added sugar to these sources as well. So there's some things you are going to want to stay away from though. So especially if you're really like, I'd say like in the first 30 days, if you really want to get a grasp on this, in the first 30 days, I would definitely eliminate even all whole grains. Now you can do things potentially like uh, quinoa, which is actually a seed and it's not a grain, but it can give that satisfaction like you're eating a rice, but grains you really want to stay away from. The breads, the pastas, the cereals, avoid those at all costs. Um, the legumes like the lentils and beans and peas, definitely avoid those for like the first 30 to 60 days. But then even when you reintroduce those, um, do that sparingly. Starchy vegetables. We want to keep those out of the way. So potatoes, the yams, corn, 
butternut squash, even sweet potatoes. Again, those first 30 days, just eliminate those. And then if you're going to reintroduce some of those, you could do something like the sweet potato because it has a little less um, carb than like a normal potato. But again, even going to be sparingly. And then snack foods. Again, get away from the baked goods, the candies, the cookies. Just get them out of your house because if they're in your house, you're going to eat them. I mean, even myself, I have a pretty great lifestyle, I feel. But even if you put things in front of me like baked goods or sweets or what a pizza pasta like i will eat those things it's i'm not going to run away from those and so i don't have enough self-control all the time to just turn my eye and, and keep walking on so if you've been struggling with these things chances are you're probably addicted to sugar and so it's going to be tough to eliminate some of these things in the beginning but you can do some of the 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 berries the fruits things like that to help eliminate some of that craving for that sweeter aspect of things and then Definitely stay away from the soda, the juice, even if it's diet soda, stay away from it. Um, the energy drinks, the sweetened teas, these are all things that are going to spike your insulin levels. So what are some things you can do? Let's move switch gears a little bit. What can you do to actually you know, create a game plan for this as well? So one of the things you want to do is you definitely want to plan out your meals. Uh, you know, a diabetic meal plan, planning out your weekly menu is essential to balancing out your food your sorry, your blood sugar levels, but incorporating you know good fats and proteins, and it'll just help set you up for success, so that you don't have to make a you know a, a rash decision and make an impulse decision or buy and buy things that aren't going to be great for it. So you know there are different definitely types different types of methods for creating your diabetic diet meal plan. Um, you know some people opt in for carb counting, which involves measuring things. There's apps you can do for that, looking at your total carb allotment. So this is a good way to do that. Um, you know although carb allotments can vary based on your nutritional needs and the medications you might be taking, most recommend sticking to about 15 to 30 carbs a day, um, some even less. So just be aware of that, but you definitely don't want to get much above that as well. Um, but here's, here's an easy way. When you're sitting down eating your meal, you could just divide your plate up. So what you could do is take your plate, fill half of it with your, you know, non-starchy vegetables like green, greens, dark greens, uh, spring mixes, those types of things, broccoli, cauliflower. Then the other remaining half, you can break into equal parts, have a protein on there. You could have something like a quinoa that's a seed, not a carb. Or um, in the beginning, I would just really stick to it, just having half your plate of being greens at least and maybe a quarter of your plate being your protein until you start to get more of a handle on your blood sugar. You start to see it coming down. Then you can maybe start to incorporate a little bit things that are different, like maybe the um, sweet potato or something else that's you know not quite a high starch it's a whole grain but maybe a brown rice but in a small portion of that too but again you got to get through those first 30 to 60 days you can get through that you'll make some big changes i've seen people get off their medications um, within a couple of weeks but within 30 days that's very common as well um, but you definitely want to eat more fiber too fiber is a component in that diabetic diet it's a key nutrient that helps move your um, through your body undigested um portions of your of sugar that helps regulate that it helps your body not just be bombarded by sugar at once um, but just squeezing a, f a few servings of, of fiber into your meal is an easy and effective way to keep that blood sugar stabilized but again try filling up that plate with those nice fiber rich foods and, and that'll go a long ways and then 
when we look at quality, this isn't a really important thing. People overlook this and they kind of just poo-poo it, but this is super important. High-quality protein sources. This is crucial to managing blood sugar levels because protein plays a central role in growth and development as well as immune function, tissue repair, and muscle building. So high-quality protein foods like grass-fed meats, free-range poultries, wild-caught fish um, are free of carbohydrates, which means they won't increase your blood sugar levels in the body. Plus, protein modifies levels of specific hormones in the body that control your hunger, so it can help you feel fuller in between meals. But you don't want to fill up on just protein because excess protein in your body will get converted into sugar as well. So you do need to be careful of that. So that's why we look at the plate, break that up into portions. Um, the fourth thing you want to do is incorporate healthy fats into your diet. You know, a lot of times people think for the longest time you've been told fats are bad for you. Well, it's no, it's unhealthy fats are bad for you. Healthy fats are one of the most healing nutrient-dense foods you can have, and it's more important for your heart health and your diabetic health than almost any other nutrient. So good healthy doses of coconut oil, avocados in those salads or in your smoothies, um, olive oils in on your salad dressing. These are all great sources and really help your body adapt to that blood sugar levels. In fact, studies show that swapping out trans fats um, for Certain unsaturated fats and even certain saturated fats can improve your insulin sensitivity, but definitely stay away from the trans fats, the unhealthy fats, the vegetable oils, the canola oils, the the safflower oil. Those are all things that will create havoc in your body. And then the fifth thing you want to do is we do want to hit the gym, right? Help your body burn up that sugar, get in a routine. Um, fitting regular exercise is huge into help stabilizing your blood sugar levels. In fact, just the act of getting more of a high intense workout will stimulate things like insulin, which will help balance out your sugar and your, in your body. So again, you can get creative with this. You can get in the gym, you can do biking, swimming, lifting, whatever it is, but definitely get moving. And then you can also consider some supplementation as well. So supplementation um, again, is just that it's to supplement your health. It's not to just eat a bunch of bad food and just be on supplements. It's like you wouldn't want to just eat a bunch of bad food and just manage your diabetes with a medication. I'll just take more of this insulin medication and that'll be fine. I can eat that extra piece of cake. Worst thing you could do for your body. So there's a few different things you can do. There's several supplements that are shown to, to lower your blood sugar levels. Um, one of the things that are great or even things like probiotics have shown to improve glucose metabolism. Uh, you can even um, do fasting as well. And I know that's not a supplement, but that is a technique you can use to help kind of shock your body into stabilizing that. But magnesium supplementation can enhance insulin sensitivity um, and even lower uh, levels of magnesium in the blood. But there's a lot of studies around things like cinnamon, milk thistle, uh, fenugreek, even bitter melon are all supplements that are shown to help lower your blood sugar. So these are all things you can be looking at. And again, you want to be under the supervision of a doc that can really help customize a game plan for you. Uh, here's the thing. You're going to want to probably go to somebody who is natural, more holistic based because, you know, nothing against a medical doctor, but typically they're not going to be versed in these things. They're not going to be able to give you the best advice on those things. While they might be great on helping you get off those medications or helping you regulate those, um, we want to make sure that you're talking to someone that's going to help customize a game plan for you. They're going to figure out what your new needs are, what your struggles are, so you can really start to modify things for yourself. But at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be super complicated. 
You know, when we review things, understand, like when we went through this, um, simple things. Keep your healthy fats high, plenty of fiber. Get good quality protein foods in your diet. Cut down on the on the carbs in the first 30 to 60 days. Try to eliminate those carbs as like completely if you can. And then, you know, start to incorporate that that wheel where you're putting 50% of your plate is going to be dark green leafy vegetables, different veggies, bell peppers, carrots, whatever. I mean, just get creative with it if you want. So an example of a breakfast would be uh, like a smoothie with like a bone broth protein, put some berries in there, some avocado, some spinach, blend it up. It's great. For a snack, you could do maybe a Granny Smith apple with some a little bit of almond butter. Um, lunch, you could do some like blackened salmon um, with a salad as well. Uh, then you could do a, another snack. You could do maybe a, a little bit of hummus with maybe some like bell peppers. And then for dinner, you could do something like a grilled chicken breast, uh, do a little bit of quinoa with a big salad there as well. So these are just, I mean, these are great tasting things. You don't have to sacrifice food or taste or anything else. Um, you just got to be willing to make a change, to change your habits. Because today, uh, like any day, you could continue to do what you've been doing day after day and continue getting the same results. And you can just keep turning a blind eye to the fact that you're on a medication and be under this false sense of security that your diabetes is under control just because you're on a medication. And you might say, well, Dr. Chris, I tried these different diets. It hasn't worked. Well, I don't know if you tried this. I don't know if you've really been consistent with it. And I don't know if you've had someone help hold your hand. So if you need help, reach out to us. Let us know. There's resources after this that will give you the access to be able to, to reach out to us, to be able to sit down with me personally if you want and, and really figure out what can be done to help you overcome what you're dealing with. So remember, you can do this. You have everything inside your body you need. You weren't probably born with diabetes. This is probably something developed in your life. And if you were born with it, well, hey, there's things you can do to help maybe reduce some of that medication as well. Remember, your body needs no help healing, just no interference. Until next time. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help more people in reaching their fullest potential and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. For show notes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com.